Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Toku, Boston and Bellingham's only podcast about Godzilla, Gamera, Ultraman, and all their kaiju friends. I am your host, David Scrivani. I'm your second host, Brian Kershaw. How dare you dox me like that and tell them you've where I doxed lived. yourself before, Brian? Yeah, you right. you were the one who said Bellingham in the first place a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Oh well. So don't you come at me with that. <laughs> um. Well, t- today we got a doozy of an episode, don't we, Brian? Yeah, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, we've talked many, many times in the past about the fact that we don't like uh, 2019's Godzilla King of the Monsters, um, which, if you ask a lot of fans, they'll be like, oh, it's the best Godzilla movie of all time. I I loved it when Burning Godzilla did the thing and killed Ghidorah. Spoilers. (laughs) But, um... It's, it's it. It, it ain't good. It ain't good, and we're we're gonna tell you why we don't like it. But we're gonna give you our our very hot hot takes. It is. It is a pretty spicy take. Um, I mean, I I don't think it's a very hot take because I think it's somewhat reasonable. But... It is reasonable, but if you this is these are Godzilla fans we're dealing with here, Brian. Yeah. Keep that in mind. True. <laughs> they're 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 second. They're 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 second to only like Star Wars fans. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but we got we got to get some news out of the way first. Uh, so we got. Yeah, how do you want to do this, Brian? I, I'm going to take that that third big boy news. Do you want me to just do the first one and then you can do the second and then I'll do the third? Let me. You're looking here. So you want to do the third? Yeah. So I can, I can, I can start off. You do the, okay. You you do the first, I'll do the second. All right, all right, all right, cool. Well, um, it's admittedly been a slow couple of weeks for news. There's a bunch of, you know, really small stories that I felt didn't really warrant their own blocks. So I'm just going to run them down real quick. Um, if you need to slow the, the podcast down, feel free. Um, most of the entire Showa era of Godzilla was put up for free on YouTube movies with ads. Um, so now those films are even more easily available to fans. Um, my guess is that King Kong versus Godzilla is probably one of the ones not because that movie is a, you know, a copyright nightmare. I can confirm it's not on there. All right, well, there you go. Uh, Tsuburaya Productions announced a DVD set featuring 14 of Shin Ultraman writer Hideaki Anno's favorite episodes from across the franchise, including 10 episodes of the of Ultra Fight, chosen by the film's director, Shinji Higuchi, which we have talked about before. I, I wasn't aware Anno was just the writer. I thought he was directing it, but that is not the case. So... Apologies for uh, misinformation that we have perpetrated in the past, but I was not fake aware news. of that. Yeah, fake news. <clears throat> We're the fake fake news. Uh, definitely not mainstream media. <laughs> We're getting there, Brian. We're getting there. We're getting some decent, some pretty good follows on on Instagram. We already have like thirty something followers on Instagram, and that's like oh, so way many, more so than in, than Facebook and Twitter. Damn. Um, there was a 30-second teaser for Season 2 of Netflix's Ultraman, which really didn't show off anything interesting or give us a release date beyond September 2022. So, it's they're just 
there to remind us, hey, this is still a thing that is definitely coming out. <laughs> um, we got a first look at Jordan Vote Roberts' upcoming Gundam film for Netflix, which looks really neat. It's just a Gundam surrounded by fire, but it, it looks cool. That's all I have wasn't to say that, on that. Um, wasn't that stuck in development hell? Or is that his... Uh, That's his Metal Gear movie. Metal Gear movie. Okay, yeah, no, right. no, no. Gundam was like only announced like less than a year ago now. Um, Konami's going to hold Metal Gear hostage. Most, most likely. Most likely. The death of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eureka <laughs> Entertainment released a non-limited edition of their excellent Mothra Blu-ray from last year, which I do have. It is... It's some good shit. Uh, but do keep in mind, Eureka is a UK-based company, so all their discs are on Region B. So for anyone listening in the States, which is probably most of you, you are going to need a region-free Blu-ray player, but they're pretty inexpensive. I bought mine for like 100 bucks. So, And you know what? It's been such a great uh, decision because I bought that uh super limited big boy uh dawn of the dead set from second sight which has like every cut of the film that's ever existed and it's 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 great it's great if you don't have a region free player you got to you got to get one good investment absolutely you t- you telling me or are you telling the fans i'm telling everyone which includes okay. you okay all right all right maybe maybe someday um uh, second story. Second uh, story. All you, all you, second, friend. Second. All right, all me. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, on to some bigger stories. Uh, the Godzilla YouTube channel recently debuted it, debuted a new series, Godzilla Chomp, in which Toho International creative manager and writer of Godzilla Rulers of Earth, Chris Maury, uh, I hope I have said that. That, that is right, the correct pronunciation. Gives the audience a virtual tour of Toho's Los Angeles headquarters. So I did not even know that was a thing. Uh, showing off a bunch of rare Godzilla memorabilia with help from his dog, Peanut. Adorable. It's a neat little series so far, and Chris is a great dude. So I have no doubt the show will continue to be a fascinating watch. Uh, I'm going to go watch that. Yeah, I. <laughs> he actually announced it. Um... <clears throat> on his uh on the panel he did for Kaiju Masterclass uh like oh. which was like i don't know like maybe maybe a week before the uh Godzilla Chomp debuted but yeah he mentioned it and he was like yeah it's going to be cool and Peanut's going to be with me I'm like yes good stuff always like some, some I I didn't even I didn't even know Toho had a Los Angeles off. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, no, it's it's a fairly recent thing like it, ever since it, it's it was it's really been like since the MonsterVerse has been gaining popularity and okay. in, in turn Godzilla being po- more popular in the in the states now they wow, how topical they they opened a a, a, a international office so okay. yeah all right <laughs> our biggest story this week and also our most controversial not in general just for this week um, new rules are being implemented for next year's G-Fest convention. Are they rules to be safe from COVID-19? I, I, I wish that were the case. Uh, they are putting in new restrictions for the convention's popular artist's alley, which is just a room chock full of a bunch of 
Godzilla and kaiju artists, whether it be big names, Bloody nerd <laughs> artist fans. Yeah, you know whether I've been it, in this room and it is cramped and small. Yeah, you know whether it be big names of people who have licensed stuff like Matt Frank or smaller artists like like uh like Lisa Nafziger. Um, it's a great place. I mean, you 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 you've been there at the artist alley. You you saw all the all the cool stuff they were selling down there. Uh, I bought hundreds of dollars worth. He of did because that's what you do at conventions. You spend hundreds of dollars on stuff that you really don't need, but it's cool anyways. <laughs> um, anyways, um, it's it's one of the highlights of the convention for a lot of people. But for some reason, um, G Fest is restricting the distribution of all Toho related fan art at next year's convention, which means you cannot sell art related to the G in the name of the convention. Holy shit. However, there is a caveat. You can still sell the fan art as long as it is licensed, which, of course, by definition, makes it not fan art anymore. It's official art. Point is, at a convention solely dedicated to celebrating kaiju media... This is like a terrible idea. Yeah. And you could say the same for any convention. Like, what, you're going to tell people at a Star Wars convention they can't sell Star Wars stuff? I <laughs> I talked to to uh Ray Frummy who is I'm not like a good friend. He's not like a good friend of mine, but we, we are acquainted. Uh we've spoken a couple of times. And he said, you know, it used to be 15 people 10 years ago, and now it's gotten, it's grown so much that they actually have to put a cap on how many people they allow to be at the artist's alley, That's, which is 50. 15 to 50 people in 10 years is ridiculous if you think about it. And, you know, a lot of artists rely on conventions like this to make a living because that's where they sell a lot of that artwork. So to have so such like draconian um, restrictions like this is is going to alienate a lot of those artists from even wanting to participate in the alley. You know, it's it's not like getting your art licensed by whatever company owns whatever characters, especially Godzilla, is going to be easy. You know, they're they're infamous for being stingy with with their copyrights for Godzilla. And then they and up to now they've never cared about it. But this, and it's not Toho requesting this. This is G-Fest being overly cautious about doing it. So I, I, I don't understand where this is coming from. I really don't. So, but, so like, here's, here's my, like, it's probably just going to be, like, for artists, more trouble than it's worth. Because, like, for artists selling their art, they need to take into account the money it takes to produce their art, like whether they need to make copies of it, whether they spend their time, mm -hmm. thus money, you know, making art and spending it on supplies. And then they have to, you know, they, they, they have their own costs associated with being able to even set up shop at this place. Yeah. And <clears throat> then, you know, whether that's, you know, travel costs and supplies and, you know, whatever. Now they have to worry about getting 
a license. Yeah. God knows how much that's going to be. Sell this. And licensing for anything is not cheap. Yeah. And again, uh, this is Godzilla not. we're talking about, too. And this is another cost that you will put onto it, whether it is cheap or not, which I don't think it's going to be cheap. No, uh, I don't think especially so either. If you, especially if you need to get, like, a bunch of licenses for different characters that you're putting in an art piece. Yeah, I, uh, they did, I, it's, it seems still very vague um, from what Ray told me. Um it just it just sounds like any Toho IP, but he didn't say whether or not like you need to you would, he didn't say whether or not you would need to get a license for Godzilla and Mothra and you know Rodan or something like that. I he didn't and whether it, I, I'm sure it's not him being intentionally vague. I'm sure it's G Fest being vague about it. Um. It's it just seems like there's a lot of miscommunication going on. Maybe maybe like the G Fest organizers got like some kind of threat from Toho or something. I I doubt I I highly highly doubt that. I mean they've I mean, never I cared too, about it before. I I doubt it too. But like a decision like this is just so bizarre, like out of mm-hmm. nowhere, that it makes me think maybe they they had gotten a talking I to don't or know. something I, have not, I don't know i, I, I mean, truly have no idea I, I don't see why toho out of you know out of all the years would decide to care about it now yeah no because they make they make enough money i off mean the of the, 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 the conventions and... it's almost 30 years old now you know yeah so why why did it take them the whole time yeah so i i don't know why they're choosing now to care about potential lawsuits. It does. It just doesn't. If that's even the what they care about, which I have to imagine it is. Um, maybe maybe they're trying to. Maybe they're trying to. Maybe this is their way of trying to limit the amount of artists that want to be there instead of just making a cap. Maybe it's a safe face, but, but I think why it's, that's such a I weird way to go about it. I know, but I mean, some bad decisions have been made before with everything like this, where mm-hmm. someone does something to gain an effect, and then it just ends up looking yeah. worse. <laughs> I I really hope this ends up getting rolled back because, um, I I don't I may have talked about this on the show before, but people have been getting kind of sick of JD Lee's bullshit. Um, you know, in 2020, he was still kind of, he, he was very much kind of pushing the COVID is just the flu kind of thing. And so people got really upset about that. Like, Hey, a lot of people are dying from this. You should cancel the convention. And he's like, Oh no, it's just the flu. We'll be fine. And then of course he, the, you know, the government, uh, of the, uh, Illinois, people whatever they end up having they forced him to cancel it obviously and then i think later that year there was an op-ed in g fan magazine about and it was it, it, it was it was an article that did not that was an anonymous uh author which people clearly understood was oh this is jd 
and he he was going off about like, oh, will cancel culture come for King Kong versus Godzilla? Which, yeah, the the representation of native peoples in that movie isn't the greatest, but like literally no one has cared about it, and cancel culture isn't really a thing, so shut up. So between cancel those culture, th the word has lost all meaning. It never had any meaning to begin with because cancel culture isn't a thing. It's not real. <laughs> exactly. So between those three things, I, G Fest in general, I think, has a, left a bad taste in people's mouths. And I don't know how well it's going to do going forward. Hold on, Dave. Let's make our own convention. That's see, that's the thing. People have like been talking about doing that. <laughs> it's gonna be talking Toku Fest. Talking to uh TokuCon. I like that. I like the Toku sound of that. Con. Actually, that is a really good ring to it. it, like it, it. Uh, that's it. Hey. Yeah. Talking Toku's got a great ring to it. TokuCon. I'm I'm just I'm I'm good at making things that have a nice ring to it. What can I say? Yeah, TokuCon uh twenty Probably 2025 at this point. 20, yeah, I'm probably it'll probably take us that yeah. long, honestly. Yeah. <clears throat> but, Tell your uh, friends about us. They give us money. <laughs> donate to our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, one tier. So yeah, um, uh, it's a interesting situation. I really hope they roll it back because it's such a the fact that you have to pay to sell pay more to sell Godzilla art at a Godzilla convention just it's very weird to me and I don't like what it. A, what a boring dystopia. Yeah, very much so. Damn. Um but that's about it for the news. Uh Brian, should we move on to our next segment? Yeah, or we move on to our world famous R slash Godzilla fucking sucks dude yeah. segment. So Initially, given given the um the 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 nature of today's topic, I said, "Oh, we probably don't even need an R slash Godzilla segment because R slash Godzilla would probably come for our throats if we heard if they heard us talking shit about Godzilla King of the Monsters." <laughs> and then four days ago, I saw this post, and um, and it it pissed it really pissed me off. <laughs> So it's it's just a meme, but it, it's it's a meme com, uh, comparing the 1998 Godzilla to the MonsterVerse Godzilla. You know, just saying how basically just saying how much the 98 Godzilla sucks compared to the MonsterVerse one, and it's like it's 2021. Why are we still dunking on this movie? That's really not that bad. <laughs> it's it's uh it's a slam dunk. It's low hanging fruit, Dave. It really is. It's, it's I it's karma farming. I mean, yeah, sure. which is you know my, my half of what it, it is. My problem with it is the comments are just so cringy. It's just people like, just like, I I don't know, dude. The comments are just so cringy. They really it's are. It's just people saying literally Godzilla '98 bad, MonsterVerse good. Yeah, here here here's one that's like right above uh, my comment I left on it. 
I will never forgive Gino and his creators for that unholy abomination. May Emmerich's career lie in ruins. May his foul attitude be a poison to his soul. Fuck that movie. Fuck its supporters. Fuck its Jurassic Park wannabe bullshit. Like, why are you taking this so seriously? You're taking, you're, you're acting like Roland Emmerich himself walked into your house and shot your parents in the face while you watched. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so stupid like yeah i i i, <laughs> I don't think oh, no, I, just, I just i just saw I, know, I just saw a really funny comment it's just it goes unpopular opinion godzilla 1998 is bad yeah <laughs> all right that's pretty good but like like i understand objectively the film is not good objectively no. the film is not a good Godzilla movie. I understand that. But like And also and also it's your like people have their own opinions. You can full well not like it and have you know legitimate reasons for not liking it. I I don't fucking like it. I think it's boring and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But that movie came out the year I was born. <laughs> I am not torn up about it. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, here's the thing, you know, that's a movie people watched as kids and that was their gateway into the franchise. Even a lot of people in the comment sections are saying that, yeah. 98, like in any, any conversation about 98, people say that. People are like, I hate this movie, but it introduced me to Godzilla. So, (sighs) and like, there's probably... You know, thousands of people that have that same experience. Exactly. It's it's uh, so frustrating. It it's uh, the it, fact that we're still dealing the, with this. It's the epitome of uh like it, it it's the epitome of like low effort mm-hmm. content. Yeah, I I, I, um, I I was talking about this with some with some friends of mine on Discord like last week. I don't I don't even remember. Why? Oh, I, I I remember why because I had seen those those like oh sixty seventh anniversary Godzilla retrospectives, which is it's it was just a clip show of all the Godzilla movies set to music, and I noticed in the one I was watching, there's no Godzilla ninety eight, and I mentioned on Discord, anyone who makes uh, uh, high key anyone who makes a Godzilla retrospective and doesn't use any footage from nineteen ninety eight is a fucking coward. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing, and I and I brought this up later on that night because I got into a Twitter argument, big mistake I know, about Star Wars, really big mistake I know. Oh no, Dave. <laughs> yeah, um, you know that's a new low even for you. <laughs> I I I. I because this guy was like, oh, he was talking about the Last Jedi, of course. He was like, oh, this isn't Star Wars, and I'm like, well. Here's the thing. The title of the film is Star Wars. So I'm pretty sure that means it's Star Wars. And the guy kept arguing a bit with about it. And I'm like, I've been going to bat for Godzilla 1998 about this exact same thing for fucking years. Do not test me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I want to put this behind us. I... <laughs> It's been out for 23 is, years. Why as, are we as still... As long as... 
as long as American Godzilla films keep coming out, you're gonna you're gonna keep seeing this. probably. It's like you know it, we're we're, like, we're not still we're not st- we're still shitting on something like, um, I don't know Godzilla versus Megaguirus. We're not still shitting on that, and that's a bad and, movie. And like I mean, aside from today, you and I don't really dunk dunk on King of the Monsters all that much. No, not really. You know why? Because it doesn't personally affect us. <laughs> exactly. Like it and it shouldn't personally like it affect... It should, 1998 shouldn't personally affect anyone. It, it doesn't feel like, uh, um, you know, Godzilla King of the Monsters walked into my room and kneecapped me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fine. It was mm. not good. I didn't like it. But I'm not going to cry in my bed about it. Yeah. And make low effort content on Reddit only to have a bunch of people clap their hands at me. I don't know. It's a, it's such a dumb. I hate a dumb it. Thing. I really. And again, I want to re. I, I want to reiterate that like, you know, people have opinions and they can hate stuff or like it or whatever. Um, one, if someone does like it, do not attack them. Mm-hmm. Just don't. I know people who like ninety eight. I'm like, one of. Them. I have nothing against. I, yeah, I have nothing against them. Like, good for you. All like all, you know all, you know that's that's good. I'm I'm happy. Cause like it's people getting enjoyment out of stuff mm-hmm. and like, you know, for people who really like Godzilla King of the Monsters, like that's good. I'm glad they liked it. I didn't like it. We'll talk about why the fan reception to the movie is yeah. annoying, but, but that's for the later topic. Mm-hmm. But like continuously making these like really obnoxious comparisons really doesn't do anything. Again, if anything, I think it brings three years later of- too. Here, here's my my thing. Yeah, making these dumb comparisons brings down all of the American movies for me. Mm. It brings them all down. I think it makes them worse. <laughs> Do you know why? Because it turns it into a stupid competition. Yeah, They're literally, it just does. movies that you like or you don't. It's not real life. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's it. And none of these movies, none of them, have any deeper meaning. The American ones I'm talking about. <laughs> so there is literally nothing to get upset yeah. about. Arguably, Godzilla 2014 maybe has some messaging, but that's it. Yeah. None of them. And you don't hear anyone say shit about Godzilla 2014 other than how much they don't like the characters. And the fact that Godzilla has no screen time. Godzilla has no screen time. We didn't see him enough. Uh, Brian, oh. I, I, have a, okay. I have a question. Um, this just kind of popped into my head. Do you think at some point... Godzilla 1998 will go will will go the route of the Star Wars prequels where people I think like, it's already I think it's already on its way. Okay. I think uh I've seen, you know, contrary to this topic that r- right now, I have seen generally a lot more acceptance of it okay. recently. Out, out of curiosity, Com- compared to like 5 years ago. Mm-hmm. In comparison, I've seen more, so I think it's on its way. I think time uh, is is the main deciding factor here. Yeah, uh, I think eventually people will grow on it uh, as they grow up. <laughs> out, out, of, out of curiosity, some, some uh, shade. Did, did did you see Vrano's new video on it? No. Um. I'm not going to, sh- I mean, obviously I'm not going to have you have you watch it like we did the Godzilla versus Hedera short, but um, I- I- I'll tell you the title of the video. 
so he made he made it for um you know to celebrate the 67th anniversary of Godzilla, but because just for shits and giggles, uh, he made a Godzilla 1998 short, and um, he called it Chin Godzilla. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> That's so, a great title. I'll, I'll I'll let you your imagination run wild there. <laughs> I, I like. It. I'll, I'll send it to you after after we're done recording. It's a really good video. Um, but yeah, I think that's about all I have to say. Just shut yeah. shut, shut the fuck up about Godzilla ninety eight. It's I'm so tired of it now. Make make some better posts. Honestly. Also, like, I I enjoy talking about this but like when you make memes like that it doesn't one they're cringy as hell yes and it doesn't actually inspire any conversation Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a place for people to go to dunk on a not very hot take yes like it's literally just a circle jerk Mm -hmm. which is (laughs) a lot of reddit honestly but you know it i mean it is that's why my favorite subreddits have the word circle jerk in them <laughs> fair enough um but yeah i mean that, that's all we've we've got to say yeah. on the topic. again we're not attacking anyone who likes or dislikes these movies it's it's more just the the discourse around them that's yeah it's just so obnoxious well brian okay. is it time i think it is all right how now, do we want to how do we want to do this brian i don't know i i actually wanted to start this com this conversation about this movie about the things that I do like about it. I think that's a very good very good idea. Cuz cuz I, you know, I I watched this movie on Sunday, so yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I said I was going to take notes. I literally could not take notes. Okay. <laughs> um, I but I did keep in mind the stuff that I did like. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just list them off a little bit. Yeah. I mean, um, I and yeah, I I I want to stress that like there is stuff we like about this stuff we love about this film. Yeah. Um, and I also want to put this out there that Dave and I were very excited about this movie. Yes. We were I mean, how how could we not be? We were very excited about this movie and you know, leading up because one, we like the director's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Michael Doherty. He he's he's done some really good movies. He did Krampus, he did Trick or Treat. I love both those movies. So do I. Um and uh, you know he's a he was a giant Godzilla fan, and we were really psyched. And you know he he there is some stuff in this movie that I like, and I, I wanted to talk about it. So, I you know I think the first thing I wanted to talk about that I still like about it that I think is basically undisputed is that this may have one of my favorite Godzilla soundtracks. Mm. Uh, Recent years-ish. I don't know. For me, not of all time, not not at all. But I really like like the music is really dope in this uh, in this movie. Um, I I like it. Yeah, um, I I'm kind yeah, I I'm kind of biased. Bear, Bear McCreary is, Bear McCreary. Yeah. What are you saying? I said Bear, all Bear McCreary's work is like really good. Yeah, like I, um, again, I, I'm this, very biased because because I love Bear McCreary as a composer. I I've been a fan of his since you know Agents of Shield back in 2013 or whatever that 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 show started. Um, mm. And then you know I played God of War and I'm like, wow, this is like the greatest video game score I've ever heard. Yep. <laughs> and then he it was announced that he was doing the music for Godzilla. I'm like. 
all right, I can get behind this, especially yep. considering that when they announced that he was going to be doing the score, Doherty also said, yeah, we got the rights to use um, Ifukabe stuff. And I'm like, okay, good, yeah. good, good on you, good on you. Yeah. So, so like for in on that angle, I think this movie succeeds. I think the sound is really good. Yeah. Um, and I think the soundtrack is re- like the soundtrack is really good. I like I've listened to it on its own more times than I've watched the movie. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think same here. Uh, I really like like some standouts for me, and basically all of it. But like all of the main monster themes are really good. Mm-hmm. Um. Rodan's for me is like a like a. I, I think a I think the consensus the for a lot of people is that Rodan's theme fucking slaps. It it does slap. Um, you know Ghidorah's theme was really good. Um, I have Ghidorah's theme stuck in my head right now as I speak. Yeah, Ghidorah's theme is is really really solid. I I really like it. Um, even you know like the. Even the the track that plays like at, right at the beginning of the movie that like really kind of brings you in. It's the memories of San Francisco. Mm, yeah, um, sweet. That's a really good piece of music. Like all of all of the music and sound work, really good. I I, I have no complaints. Um, and I think it's still gonna, you know, I think it's it's. There's no way it's it's ever gonna get old to me because this is all really well produced. Music. Yeah. And I, and I, it's I used like well in the movie. Yeah, I think I, well. I think we talked about this briefly when we did uh, Godzilla Singular Point, uh, talking about the use of um, Ifukabe's works in movies. You know, now that he's he's passed away back in two thousand four or whatever, but they're still using his themes because they're so intrinsically linked with the franchise. Um, what I like about uh, King of the Monsters is that he doesn't just kind of rip it directly. He he puts his own spin on it, especially with Godzilla's theme. You know that that yeah. that, that that chanting, like that's really all, that's I some mean, really cool stuff. All, all of the tracks has has like you know guttural chanting in it. And yeah, it, it like meshes really well with all of the returning in new pieces of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I really like. You know, it's it's obvious that Bear understood that you know, you can bring new, mu- you know, old music in, but you should be transformative with it instead of just ripping it and putting it in. Yeah. Because um, it is jarring to hear a 60-something-year-old <laughs> piece of music used in a modern movie. Like, yeah. it's jarring. And what he did was he took that music and he changed it. He modernized it, it, yeah. Still, it's still there. It's still, it's still modern- recognizable as that specific motif. Yeah. And it, it's, I think it's a, it's a great take on it. And I, I really liked it. And, you know, I'm sure there's people out there who are just like, oh, you, you ruined it. It's not the same, but I, I think that's wrong. I, I think, you know, all of the, all the music in here is just so good. It and, really is. And all, yeah. All the work, you know, it, he put a lot of effort into this. I remember. Yeah. Cause I know cause like, I, Bear himself was also, a, is also a big Godzilla fan. Yeah. I remember there was like an interview with him and he was like super fucking psyched that he got put onto this project. Yeah. And, and I was honestly, like, how could you not be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like honestly good for him. And the the fact that he knocked it out of the park this hard is like, yeah, it, honestly, it's incredible. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I want to stress that like, like you said, like not, it's, it's not just the, 
the the pieces that have that use uh, old motifs like the god like Ifugabe's Godzilla theme and Yuji Kaseki's Mothra theme like Rodan and Ghidorah's themes slap hard. I I I know one people really really like is um uh the key to coexistence, which is when the what plays when Sarazawa is going up to sacrifice himself to save Godzilla. Like that yep. that piece of music is is incredible. And that's that's like that that's like, that's kind of this point in the in the movie where where you where I I heard and I'm like oh there's there's a there it is there's that God of War influence, yeah, yeah you can actually hear a lot of that in yeah some of the the I don't want to call them ambient tracks but some of mm. the more background music you can you can kind of make that out yeah uh, which which is fine with me because God of War's soundtrack is incredible oh it absolutely um, is yeah. And I, Mondo more, restocked I, I the vinyl, and I bought it up immediately because I'm like, I need the. Oh, good, good, yeah, yeah. I uh, is he returning for God of War? Uh, Ragnarok? Yes, yes, he is. Yes, okay. Just wanted to make, just wanted to make sure. As it should be. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so the music, that's that's the first thing that I really liked. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I could say that the CG is good, but I mean, it's a multi-million dollar. Yeah, I will. Project, I will say so. like. The visuals in general, like when they're not bogged down by rain or other particle effects, they actually are very appealing. Like there are some really, yeah. really cool shots in there. Like I love the shot. You know, a lot of people love that 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 shot um, of Godzilla and Ghidorah facing off in Antarctica because it is a really, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't I can't think of it, but it's a, it's a very it's very cool like to see them because we haven't really seen Godzilla and Ghidorah that, you know, this Ghidorah together since GMK. And even then Ghidorah was kind of scaled down because he was not supposed to be as big as Godzilla in that film. So yeah. it's it's a that uh, I, I love that shot. Um, obviously, the shot everyone really loves is Ghidorah on on the volcano in Isla de Mara. Yep. Which I gotta, I gotta say, I, I don't know if this, if 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 you're you'll you'll feel the same, but um that that alpha call Ghidorah does in that scene, I could listen to that for hours on end. It sounds so fucking cool. I, well, I was gonna say that like on top of the music, like the sound work with roars and like the you know the noises that the monsters mm -hmm. make are all really good and Ghidorah was a standout for me yeah. watching this again. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on it personally. The, the noises he makes are all really good. I, yeah. I yeah, I'm kind of torn on the sound design personally because like some, half some of, of it's really it good, half of it's yeah. not so good. Like I don't I really do not like the fact that they just interspersed classic Godzilla roars in there. It does not sound correct. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. I was actually gonna bring that up, and I think I, I will talk about that in the negative aspects. Um, and then Rodan's yeah. roar sounds nothing like the classic roar, which is very weird because his yeah. his because Rodan's look especially is like the best he's looked since 1956, I think. Yeah, well, I I was I was going to say that like I really, I I think Rodan's classic roar or his you know his Toho roar is one of my favorite ever mm -hmm. and the fact that they didn't use it at all like i I had, I had to listen to them both side by side like five times before i heard oh yeah I, kind of if you squint your ears yeah maybe. <laughs> and it's weird because doherty said like rodan's his favorite so i don't know why the roar was so different 
I mean, of, in the movie, Rodan's my favorite of yeah. all the monsters, and I—I I mean, I—I I mean, not not this one, like. But I mean, I I do like Rodan in, in this movie. Yeah, like, I I think like Rodan. I, I think Rodan's awakening, like in its entirety, is like one of the best uh, set pieces in the film. Yeah. Well, like, my favorite shot of the movie is him flying over and seeing his shadow cast. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite. I think it is my favorite shot of the movie because it is very. It's a very Showa era shot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they lifted that that like hurricane yeah. force wind ability straight from uh, the original Rodan from yeah, 56. It's a it's a shot that that like I I could see in you know in, in an original you know a, you know a, an older film. Yeah, um, I I like that stuff. You know anything that I could see from you know that's been kind of like. Taken from the originals, that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, with with like the cinematography was mostly really good. Yeah, I, I have I, some negatives. I know a it. lot of people I, don't I, really I, like you know. like the um, the color grading in the film. I kind of I do. It's like I, I know a lot of films tend to be kind of blue sometimes, but like I think this movie kind of utilizes it pretty well because like well, it, I know what they it, were trying it, 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 to it's do it's kind of it. thematically relevant because you know Godzilla's got the blue atomic breath and all that so I well, I like it yeah I mean here, here here's my take I, I'm not really a fan of it I think it it kind of hurts my eyes mm-hmm. um but I know what the intent behind it was like you have the color the color in the movie is supposed to coincide with whichever monster is the main yes. uh centerpiece of whatever scene so like when you have Ghidorah on screen or if he's present you're going to have a lot of yellows Mm -hmm. and you know and and stuff like that and then when Godzilla's on screen you have a lot of blues you know and you know Mothra is kind of blue as well but more like lighter colors yeah and then Rodan is red obviously like I get it but I, I mean it doesn't it fits thematically but it doesn't always look great. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> like I think sometimes it, looks... it just flat out hurts my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I think it looks better than like a lot of other blockbusters, just like v- like from based on visual aesthetics alone. Like uh, once again, based on visual aesthetics alone, I would probably take King of the Monsters over some over whatever new Marvel movies coming out because those tend to look really flat and gray and brown. Yeah, it, it's better than the flat gray, like, you know, like non-fantastical yeah. cinematography that makes everything look real, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Apparently, real life is brown and gray. Um, but yeah, for, for for me, it's not always a hit. Uh, some of it, is, I mean, there, again, sometimes it all just comes together and it looks great. But mm-hmm. there are parts in the movie that, that don't do not do it for me yeah. in terms of the, the colors. Um, I mean, other... I mean, if you're done talking about that, I, I add like a couple other positives. Yeah, go for it. Um, you know, I think generally the monster designs are pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know if they're my favorites. Um, I'll, I'll say this much. I think if it weren't for um, like if, if Godzilla, the Planet Eater, which is the third film in the Polygon trilogy, if that film didn't exist, this would probably be my favorite version of Ghidorah. Like I just I think like the way his character is, is really interesting. Because, like, we've never really had, like, a, a character for Ghidorah in the past, I feel. 
Yeah. I think I think uh, the yeah the the personalities Thank given. You. That's that. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word. The the personalities given to, especially Ghidorah, uh, but the all the you know the other monsters as well is really good and and I think welcomed. Um, I think it gets a little bit ridiculous later on. Um, but we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, but I. I, I have some thoughts, but uh, anyways, <laughs> I think the per the personality is given, especially with do, you know using like facial captures um, for Ghidorah specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that all lends a lot of um, you know that, that 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 creates you know a very tangible personality for the monsters. I think that's really good instead of just making them purely animals. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think in the you know in that department, I think the movie is pretty good. I, again, I say these, but it's kind of hard to fuck it up. <laughs> uh, like you know, I'm not I'm not saying that to to uh, you know bring down anyone's work on the movie, but like you're given a multi million dollar budget, mm-hmm. you have a Godzilla fan as the director, so I really don't think it's. It's. I. I think it would have been very hard to miss on this. Enti- yeah. At least miss entirely. Uh, like there are some misses for me in terms of design choices, but like they're not the worst possible miss. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's not catastrophic. Uh, you know, at least that part isn't catastrophic. Um, and I think the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh. Sarazawa's death scene is pretty good. It is. Like, aside from the connotations it has, which we'll get to in the negative aspects, I think the scene itself is done really, really well. Like, I I, I get what they were going for. They were going for, you know, uh, they were kind of flipping the, or the ending of the original film on its head, where Sarazawa sacrifices himself to kill Godzilla, but now he's sacrificing himself to save Godzilla. I, 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 do, yeah. I do like that aspect it's just the way they went about it which we'll get to um yeah that's that's uh i think if you removed the nuke aspect mm-hmm. it would have landed way so way more better. yeah and again th- th- this is helped in no small part by mccreary's score like goodbye old friend is another one that people love from the, well, from that's, the score that's the thing is when that scene was playing and the music was you know, was going like I, I had a little tear go down my yeah. face, and I was thinking, "Wait, I hate this movie." <laughs> what the fuck? Hold on, this isn't and how it's supposed like, to feel. And then I was like, "Oh wait, this scene is like actually good, and the music is like actually good, mm-hmm. and like this like speaks to me as like a fan of the original, and it's kind of just like flipping the you know original climate or the original end of the of the fifty four film, but." Regardless, I think that that scene is is probably the most well done from like a film perspective. Yeah. In, in the uh, in the movie, uh, and actually, I had one one more thing. Okay. That I, I want right. to say. I think the beginning of the movie is a really good hook. Oh, like like Mothra's Awakening. Of, Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that like the beginning of the movie and the characters that it gives you, it was it's a great hook. You have a family that's broken. You have a dad who's who's 
broken and whatever. And then you have, you know, like uh, you have, um, um, I, I don't remember the main character's names because uh, I'm terrible. Emma, uh, em- Emma and, and whoever Madison and there, there were, yeah, Emma and Madison, they're working with, with Mothra. I think, I think the opening to this movie, especially with the opening in San Francisco, I think it has a really strong start. It does mm-hmm. not keep it for very long, but it does have a strong start. It does. Uh, but as soon as you meet more of the characters, it loses it. For me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, I, I want to mention uh, one thing that I really like. <laughs> it's okay. kind of a shit post, <laughs> but but it never it never fails to make me laugh when I watch this movie. It's okay. <laughs> it's um it's later in the movie uh, after Madison has taken. It's the orca, right? That's the thing they used to call the monsters yeah yeah when madison takes the orca to fenway and emma's going after her and she's packing up the truck and um jonah alan jonah charles dance's character comes up (laughs) and and he he says what do you think you're doing but it's it's the way he says the line it's his delivery that never it's 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 such an incredible delivery and i don't know why he did he's like what do you think you're doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly I don't know why it makes me laugh so hard, but it's such a great he's, cheesy delivery, and I love it. He's, he's enjoying it. He really is. At least, at least someone <laughs> is. It's it's such a great delivery. In a, movie, yeah, in a movie filled with interesting line delivery, that's one of the best ones. Interesting is a nice way to put it. <laughs> uh... Okay. Well, I think uh, for that, I wanted to segue to. Yeah, that. that's that's a good segue. Go for it. Um, I this okay, <laughs> this movie is the epitome of the characters ruin this movie. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah, the character their characters in this kind of fucking suck, and they bury this movie in the ground. There <laughs> is, they are the single most destructive force in this movie, <laughs> in terms of. My enjoy- and this is a movie about giant enjoyment. monsters destroying cities. <laughs> I don't know who wrote the script. I don't know. That would be Michael Doherty. Everybody, everybody, one, everyone in this movie is either a scientist or an army man. <laughs> and all of them are so fucking incompetent at everything and whenever anyone asks for anything they go uh, you have another character who goes why or something so that that leads the other character to go on an exposition dump that lasts two minutes and this happens over and over and over again yes and it's so aggravating because (laughs) You don't need all of this goddamn exposition. And there are exposition exposition pieces about the same goddamn <laughs> thing over and over again. It's awful. I don't know why this is in the movie. I, I really don't. Because you don't need it. You don't need any of this. You don't need it. Um, however, the worst <laughs> character... Oh. Oh my god. Oh man. The worst character. I don't even remember Stanton. His fucking Rick name. Stanton. Yes. He is literally a character that you can you can absolutely tell he was uh 
modeled after the hit character Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> he is so goddamn annoying because this is like the stakes in this movie are literally apocalyptic. They are. And he makes the lamest, worst jokes ever. <laughs> this is the least funny character I have seen in fucking anything. Yeah, the movie goes anything. really hard into trying to pull off Marvel humor, which already was feeling very exhausting by that point. So... This is the worst humor Marvel has to offer up to 11. Yeah. It is so trite and boring and just unfunny, and it ruins this movie. I love that joke he makes about, like, you know, oh, give him a little Sarazawa, let him fight action. Love Used to love it when he said that. It's like, he said that once, and he you weren't even there. To a person... To one guy. He said to one, <laughs> to guy. one guy. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, and uh, okay. So okay, I got really mad right there. Uh, you it, did. That okay. was really entertaining. So like, I, I said one of the things that I said was that you know this movie has a really strong start, and the characters that it gives you right off the bat are good. I really like stories that center around a family especially one that's broken do you know why because it's really something that people can get invested in yeah people have it's something a lot of people connect with all the time and and yeah it's it's very it's something people can connect with but as soon as they start introducing more people more characters and then you get more of these lines and it just gets to become so overwhelming and lame it's awful. Like, I don't... It just... it, it like there. It's like a cliff. It drops off at a certain point. Yeah. Where you have a pretty good set amount of characters. And you're just like, okay, their line delivery is not good. But at least I get who they are. Like, at least I understand them. And they're interesting. And, like, you know, they're, they're not, like... They're not played very well. But, you know, whatever. They're, they're definitely not written well, for mm-hmm. one. Um, but yeah, as soon as you get to, I mean, as soon as they go to, uh, uh, they pick up, uh, the, the dad, I don't know what Mark. his name was, Mark, as soon as they pick him up and bring him to the castle Bravo base, uh, it's all over. Mm-hmm. It's over. That's, that's when the movie takes a gigantic nosedive. Yeah. Uh, in terms of enjoyability, again, the character's ruin this there are arguably Uh, three decent characters and two of them die in the film yep one One of of which dies (laughs) in the worst fucking way it's not it's not that it's it's a bad way to die it's that it's such a blink and you miss it moment i for a character that was like pretty yeah so did i i blinked and i missed it in this this viewing (laughs) yeah uh, if you don't know who we're talking about, it's, uh, um, uh, what's her face? Uh, Graham. God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She, she was, uh, I thought she was really good in Godzilla 24. She was. She was cool. She's a, cause and, she's a uh, phenomenal actress. Yeah. And, and then in this movie, she just gets eaten out of nowhere. Like literally out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it lasts like a quarter of a second. And you're just like, wow. 
There was no lead up to that or anything. It's, she it, screams it, and then she gets picked up by Ghidorah's mouth. It feels very similar to um, how Pacific Rim Uprising treated Mako Mori. Yeah, it do- oh my god, it does. I only just had that wow. thought a second ago. <laughs> yeah, and both of those deaths fucking sucked ass. They did. They ruined the movie. They did. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, Mako specifically was like a criminal decision. In it that really was. Because she was the she main was the character only, of the first movie. The only person I gave a single fuck about in the first movie was Mako. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll there, Brian. I mean, I actually cared for as a character. I mean, I'm sure, sure there were a couple, whatever. But I actually cared about what okay, happened. Okay, all right. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll, I guess I'll take that. Hey, all right, fine, all right, okay. Uh, anyways, characters. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my tirade. I'm done with that. <laughs> uh, I, I actually. Here's the thing. I actually don't understand how people can enjoy this movie. Don't here, here's the thing, because they make the argument of like, oh, no one cares about the characters. We're only here for the monsters, which this we've talked about. This movie should be a prime example of why that is not it true. It absolutely should be. And it because is, considering mo- the critical response. This movie has really cool action set pieces with the monsters, and I cannot fucking stand the characters so much that it ruins those scenes. Mm-hmm. It ruins them. I don't enjoy the monster fights because it takes so much effort to get through the human scenes. Yeah. That by the time we get to any any fight between Godzilla and Ghidorah, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I'm just bored. <laughs> uh... and, you know, there's other stuff that we'll talk about later in terms of the, the monster fights. But like, mm-hmm. the, the you know, for all intents and purposes, the monster fights, they're done well. But... When we get to them, the for one, it keeps cutting back to the human characters, and it's always terrible discourse. It's always terrible lines. Yeah, Sarah's got yeah. Sarah's always got that lizard juiced. Yeah, that fucking line <laughs> made me roll my eyes so hard. I love that delivery like, too, though. He it's just funny. died. He did. He did literally he just, just die. You just heard. Up. You just heard he that he died like twenty minutes ago, and you're making jokes about it. Oh my god! I it's just, gonna be a bad day to be a Red Sox fan. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right, hold on, hold on. We have not mentioned the worst joke in the movie. Uh, yeah. I, as soon as it happened, I was I I rolled over. I I hope we're talking about the same joke. Is it the gonorrhea joke? It's the gonorrhea joke. <laughs> it's the gonorrhea joke. It's yep. Because listen, like Ghidorah. And gonorrhea sound nothing alike. Yep. So why why do why, why does what is the name Sam? I think it's Sam. Why why does Sam think he, Chen said gonorrhea? They don't sound don't alike. It was just to be a haha funny, but it's not uh-huh, funny. Me, the name of a uh, sexual STI or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ha ha ha, That's STIs so are so funny. Yeah, they're hilarious. <laughs> Especially oh God, gonorrhea. It's so, it is like such juvenile humor that it, it's like insulting to watch. It's, it's bad. It's insulting. Uh, yeah. I remember rolling my eyes at that joke in the theater. Oh, yeah, that, that one pissed me off. That one was bad. Uh-huh. Um, okay. 
Um, uh, Emma's, I mean, Emma, I guess... Emma's plan is fucking insane. Like even yes. for, even by evil movie villain standards, it's it's like fucking Thanos' plan in Infinity War. Eh, in Infinity War, but way less thought out. Yeah, it's so honestly, stupid. it would have been better if she was just like a fucking idiot and she was just like big monsters are cool. Yeah, I want to say that there was an that in an early cut of the film. Like she survives at the end, but people hated her so much that they that they didn't like that she survived. So they changed the script to kill her off in the end. I mean, with her absolutely terrible uh, plan and like reasoning behind yeah. everything. I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I would have liked to see, had that happened. I would have liked to see like how that fallout you know, happens in, like, Godzilla versus Kong, like, Mark and Madison have to deal with the fact that, you know, their wife and mother, respectively, is, you know, almost caused the world to end, and they have to deal with that, but it's... But that would have been too big of a a commitment. It it would have been too big a commitment, unfortunately. Yeah, because then they they wouldn't have been able to show, uh, um, uh, you know, a crazy podcast man and uh, Madison yeah. and her friend uh, sneaking into a facility. That's true. Uh, yeah. Should, um, should we get into the big thing, Brian? Before we do that, I okay. just want to stress about how bad the exposition dumps are. Okay. I know I mentioned it. Yeah. When I was talking but you, you didn't, yeah, you really, you didn't go like into it. Like give any but, examples. Yeah. But these, so these, you know, these movies, like people generally have an idea of the backstory of these monsters. Everyone knows that the original, you know, the original origin of Ghidorah was a, he's a space monster. He comes mm. from space. I don't know whose fucking idea what this was, but they literally just look this shit up on the internet <laughs> and figure out where Ghidorah's from in like 30, in like 30 seconds. It's like a Google search in like a bad horror movie. Uh, I, I just don't like, they're just like, I, I, I found this real fast. Like the guy, it says here that like Ghidorah like fell from the stars or whatever. It's like, what you guys have been researching this shit for fucking like ever and you just found this now <laughs> and like like the you know that's that's probably the worst one like they it's literally a scene just there to to make it known that he's from space mm-hmm. which it. i do it's like not, the fact that they brought that origin back i'll give them that i like much. it too but you could have done it in any number of more interesting ways mm-hmm. like you could have made his awakening in like an impact crater or something that visually displays that he literally fell from the sky or something. Yeah. Something interesting, you know? And and like, I get it. it it's, it's hard work to, to do that, to do visual storytelling, but exposition, like exposition, uh, <laughs> exposition dumps like this do not help the movie. They are aggravating. Mm-hmm. Because I am listening to people talk at me. <laughs> it sucks. And it happens so often. Like, if for anyone who goes to watch this movie after this, 
pay attention to how often characters stop themselves and talk about a monster or something and, and like tell you every fact you need to know and just, just count it on your hands. You're going to run out of fingers. It happens so much and it rips me out of the movie and it sucks. And you know what the weird thing is? They do this for Godzilla, Rodan, and Ghidorah, but they don't talk about Mothra at all. In fact, Mothra is is criminally underutilized in this movie. She's barely in it. She barely has a presence. She's only she's literally only there to save Godzilla at the end. Yep. Which is a shame because I love the Mothra design in this. She's a plot device. She is. Which you know yeah. you could make you could you could, I guess you could make the argument like oh women are plot devices, which that's a thing in a shitty thing to say. I mean <laughs> yeah, but like that's a thing that's it's it's a problem in movies today. It's not like I'm that's just pulling fair. this out of my ass. No, 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 I know you're not. I'm just it, it's a shitty thing for someone to make that ar- to make that argument to make it. Okay. Yeah, it, it's um, bad. <laughs> But the fact that it it, it 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 carries over to giant monsters and not just humans is fucking stupid. Especially because yeah. it's Mothra. Mothra is like this again. This is this is the big four of Toho. This is their big four characters, and you just you 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 delegate one to a plot device. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, and and especially you know Mothra is in some of the most stunning you know. Uh, um, shots in this movie with Mothra mm-hmm. and like they're just not it's just like it's just a, sh- a shame that she's not used more yeah because I feel like, like like why not you know and like you know if these movies carry on she'll be back she will be I mean uh, they, but... they they had the little teaser in the credits that's like oh Mothra egg found yeah and like well, let's be real Mothra dies at the end of every movie anyways but like, come on, <laughs> come on! You could have done it better. Just because it's a rule doesn't mean you have to follow it. No. Anyways, yeah. So that you know, the exposition is. And she doesn't know, even die in every movie. She didn't die in yeah, the, uh, Godzilla versus Mothra, the '90s one. That's she, true. She flew off into space. Yeah. To do God knows what. To uh, to become space moth. Space moth. Yeah, she flew towards the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's so upsetting. (laughs) Oh my god, that's that's my new headcanon. She flew into the sun. (laughs) She flew off into the sun (laughs) (laughs) because it's like a it's like a lamp. Oh my god, it's the great lamp. Oh god, I'm bringing on angry moth lamp memes from like two years ago now two it was a little more than two brian two three they had a revival that's true what not long ago i think they were actually they got revived because of this movie i think you're right yeah because because mothra they gave mothra that like god rays ability and people were like oh now now moth has become lamp yeah, which I did. I did. I did find that kind of funny. Those memes. I like that. It was pretty funny. There were there was a lot of memes that came out because of the this movie that yeah. were funny. Uh, anyways. Okay. Oh, this is so, totally uh, off topic. Uh, real quick, okay. I forgot to mention this. Um, the fact that they gave Ghidorah, uh, like a Hydra ability to regrow his head 
is fucking awesome. I loved that. Yeah. That was so yep. fucking cool. Well, you know, I, I really enjoy Ghidorah in this movie as a whole. I really like how he's got, like, different personalities per head and stuff. You yeah. don't really get that in, in the older... You don't get that at all in the older movies. Yeah. Um, but I think that was a very good addition. And it is actually something that was expanded on in, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong, if you could read yes. it between the lines. Yes. Uh, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of my favorite things about that movie, even though it was criminally underutilized. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, good, yeah, that that aspect of him in this movie was really cool. Yeah. I, I like all of the, you know, they they gave him a very like snake like, you know, uh, design that mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. I really like that. Yeah, especially the scene where at near the end of the movie where he like he. He like he slams slithers, all of his yeah, heads he slithers for seemingly for that. seemingly no reason. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's creepy." Like but he, he's like fucking e- he's fucking evil. He is. Movie. That's why I said like if it weren't for the Planet Eater, this would be my favorite iteration of Ghidorah because he's such yeah. an interesting character. Yeah, we'll have to talk about Planet Eater someday because I I like that iteration of Ghidorah too. And yeah, very uh, ethereal, uh, almost a uh, Evangelion angel like. Mm. Kind of yeah. uh, design. Oh, uh, um, re- one more thing before we get into the the uh, the behemoth in the room. The behemoth. Yep. Uh, burning Godzilla. <laughs> oh, that's gosh. a thing in this movie. I don't. I have my I have my thoughts about this. I don't understand the reasoning behind it, because here's the thing. The original version of Burning Godzilla from Godzilla vs. Destroya, that's it's a bad thing. Godzilla's yeah. dying. He's absorbed too much radiation, much like he does in this movie, but it's too much for his body to take, so his body literally starts to melt, and it's treated as an apocalyptic thing because when his body it melts, it's going to spread all this radiation across the entirety of Japan. But then in this movie, it was treated as just by, like a power up, like a Super Saiyan power style up. power up. And then you have the whole uh, it's a bad day to be a Red Sox fan. <laughs> Meanwhile, completely, you know, and this has to do with the big, the, our, the big, big problem in mm. this movie. But the whole uh, nuke, like radiation, like Godzilla fucking blowing up, that's not treated with any kind of weight at all. I just realized that. Yeah. Like they like they don't mention the fact Austin that Boston is literally is just a going zone now. Boston is literally going to be a nuclear it, 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 blast it in zone. It's, yeah. It's it's it is no longer un, uh, in uh habitable. And you're going to make a fucking Red Sox <laughs> joke. <laughs> yes. People are literally not going to be able to return to Boston for thousands of years. Yes. And you're going to make that kind of joke. Yes. Like Godzilla versus Destroya. I don't really, you know, that, that movie, not my favorite to say the least. No, but the end of the movie where Godzilla melts down, like, you know, burning Godzilla is the end of Godzilla's progression. Yes. It is the end. He reaches burning when he dies. Yes. And if he dies, and if it wasn't for, you know, uh, the Japanese, mil- you know, the Japanese military, was it, was it G-Force in, in that yeah. movie or 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was they, it, the, yeah uh, it was G, it was G four starting with uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two. Yeah, on. if it wasn't for them, he would have taken the world with him. Yeah, and it was very symbolic that 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 was very symbolic for a reason. In this, it was literally just a plot device for him to beat Ghidorah in two seconds, mm-hmm. which is a problem in its own right because like, oh, Godzilla needed to have some kind of cool power up to beat the big bad. Like that's not very interesting. Godzilla got his fucking ass beat until yeah, he caught on fire. Exactly. Like I would like I mean, yeah, that happens in a lot of the other movies too, but he doesn't need like a power up to end up winning the day, you he, know? He wins. Godzilla almost always wins because he is fucking resilient. Exactly. He wins by sheer because, force of will. Because he he beats other monsters by literally eating punches until the other ones get tired. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty That's sure it. I'm pretty sure Doherty said that like, had it not been oh god, I forgot to mention this too, had it not been for the oxygen destroyer, uh, oh Godzilla god. would have killed Ghidorah in 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 the water there. Um, so let's talk what about the oxygen destroyer the, real quick. Why <laughs> is I that about in the that. movie? Because One, Easter eggs, Brian. Easter eggs. It is introduced. Five seconds before it's used. It, oh Literally it really five seconds before it it's used. It is. It's. it's uh... It is also so goddamn fucking tone deaf. Yeah. So used. here, okay. Here's the thing for people who are still kind of new to the franchise. Uh, so the oxygen destroyer is carried over from the original 1954 Godzilla, where it was a stand-in for you know super weapons in general. Uh, what happens in the film is that. Dr. Serizawa, Daisuke Serizawa, um, not Ishiro from this film, uh, Serizawa develops this weapon, but it, it's so terrible. He it's so terrible. He 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 is terrified of what would happen if it fell into the wrong hands. He uses it to to kill Godzilla, and he takes his own life at the end of the film. He burns his notes, takes his life, so no one can ever use the oxygen destroyer as a force for, you know, killing people. Yep. Um, which, you know, that's a whole thing that we will cover when we talk about the original Godzilla at some point. Um, but in this movie, it's just it big bomb. It's literally a reverse nuke. Yeah. And the, thing, the thing is, and the, the explosion goes backwards. It doesn't even like do anything interesting. They don't explain what it is. They just call it the Oxygen Destroyer because it's an Easter egg. And it doesn't even, like... It doesn't even... For one, it doesn't kill Godzilla, and it doesn't kill Ghidorah. It doesn't. doesn't do anything. I mean, it doesn't kill Ghidorah for a reason, because he's an alien. It's literally a bomb. You could have called it a fucking cruise missile, and it would be You literally could have. It has absolutely... Calling it the Oxygen Destroyer has no... It has no impact on the plot whatsoever. We don't even... It doesn't even get brought up again until the after credits scene. And even then, that doesn't get expanded upon in Godzilla vs. Kong. So there's no reason to even have it in the first place. Yeah. And and again, like, the Oxygen Destroyer was a stand-in for nukes, essentially. Yes. Which is contentious when you use them this way. Yes. It's not supposed to be. <laughs> At the end of the movie, of the at the end of the original Godzilla, when Sarazawa uses it, it is a very emotionally charged scene. Mm-hmm. It's sad. 
it is a man committing suicide with a weapon that is goddamn terrifying to kill one thing. It's sad. And this, it is literally a bomb. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> and I think this really speaks to the over-reliance to a fault of Easter eggs in this movie. Yes. Actually, Michael Doherty for as... Hold on. Uh, I I I think talking about the Oxygen Destroyer being used in this way is a good segue. Okay, we're going to talk about the big thing. We're going to talk about the big thing. Okay. (laughs) All right. Good. Uh... Okay, everyone. <laughs> Time for a small history lesson that you you basically just heard, but I'm going to say it again. As I said before, the original 1954 Godzilla was made as a cautionary tale against the use of nuclear weapons because this was a Japanese film, the only country to have to have nuclear weapons used on them. Twice. Twice. So naturally, they wanted they, they they wanted to kind of direct those feelings into something creative, which is that's understandable. That's a thing everyone does. Yeah. So again, cautionary tale against the use of nuclear weapons. Bottom line: nuclear weapons are a big no-no. Yep. So that is the most baseline understanding you can get from the first movie that is that is what the franchise was built on yep it is not the only thing the franchise has been about but it has been what many what what multiple films have been about it has been that's what it godzilla has been versus very... megalon was about that's what the return it's of godzilla was about it's what uh shin godzilla was about it's a very consistent thing yes so, what do we do when we bring a Japanese character built on the use of nuclear weapons over to America, the country that used the nuclear weapons? What do we do, everyone? We, we, decide, to, <laughs> we decide to use nuclear weapons for good. As a means to revive the character that in the original film existed because of nuclear weapons. Who thought this was a good idea? Dude, I don't know. Michael Doherty says he's a fan. How did this not occur to him? Also, uh, the fact that uh, uh, Sarazawa... uh, was the one who was like, okay, yes, let's use this nuke. Uh, what? He's the one in the in the 2014. He's got the stopwatch that his dad had that stopped when the bomb dropped. Yeah. Uh, and he had the same watch in this movie, which he right then before made a he joke did, Right about. before he did it, too. Yeah. One of the lines in this movie, and I noticed it, and it pissed me off even more, was that right before this scene, he said, it's time to get a new watch. Yes. And I was like, I was like, wait. Like, uh, that, that, 
that line on its own doesn't mean anything. But when you then have him blow himself up with a nuke, I'm like, oh. That that line didn't bother me because it's uh, Mark said like, oh, it's Andrew's favorite joke. He always asked that when you had it out. So fucking stupid, though. It is, but that's it's it's not it's not the most problematic thing about it's a, that. It's problematic <laughs> to me because it's a memento to 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 remember a family member who died. No, I don't think I don't think well, he not died, died, but he or who die. was who was greatly affected by yeah. a nuke. You know, like it, it's it's a personal memento. That's yeah. that's a bad that's a bad joke to me. Mm-hmm. For for at least Sarazawa to make himself. <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I just uh, I cannot fathom. It just feels super mean spirited. It not it it's not not really mean spirited. Just incredibly. Tone deaf. Tone deaf, yes. Yeah. And the worst part is this this is not the only bad way nuclear energy is talked about in this film. Because the mm. Emma's plan is to wake up all the monsters, let them do their thing, and then their radiation will heal the earth. Oh, my God. Which is also very tone deaf. And the worst part about that is that Michael Doherty doubled down on that. Yeah. Because you you could make you could make the argument that, oh, maybe it is just a tone deaf thing. But no. Michael Doherty, he cites Chernobyl as an example of this happening of 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 radiation of a highly irradiated zone still having life which here's the thing yes there is life in chernobyl doesn't last very long well there's that too but everything living in chernobyl is literally a mutant Plants don't decay when they die in Chernobyl. They just stay there. That's not normal. That's Nor that's, that's not how na- that, that's not how how life naturally ends. Yeah. So for him to double down on that. Wow. Jesus that's fucking Christ, man. I think well, because there's a big like misconception about Chernobyl where people are just like, oh, like with the like the um, like nature, like it's still there, like the trees, they're still there, and like there's still like animals and whatever. But like they, but any amount of research into that shows that like, like animals have like horrible birth defects. Yes, and their again, lifespans, they're they're mutants. They're, they are literally mutants. Their, their lifespans are like a quarter of what they should yeah. be. Yeah. It's it's not and a like good it's, example. It's yeah, and and also the fact that you can't go anywhere near it without dying. <laughs> you literally there That's are parts also a very of Chernobyl. Aspect. There are parts there are parts of Chernobyl where if you are close enough to see it, you're gonna die of radiation. Yes, it's that bad. So I literally don't know where the fuck Michael Doherty got this shit. I don't know. I really don't. I think it really has to do with misinformation on Chernobyl. I think there's a lot of it. I hope that's the... I am praying that's the case. 
Because well, I've I, seen a lot of I've seen a lot of of people say like this kind of bullshit before, mm-hmm. but the fact this got into a movie that has been <laughs> proofread <laughs> by people, <laughs> I just I can't believe it. It's yeah, it's uh, I again I, I, I would have asked fine. Jared if he wanted to get on this episode. He would have. Actually, no. We'd be, that's a, we'd be here all night. We would be here all night, and we can't because we got to be out of here by nine again. So I, that would not yeah. work. <laughs> so, so that like would, fucking Evangelion. This would be our longest episode. I guarantee it. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. Wow. I, I I am gonna chalk it up to to misinformation. Yeah. Um. And, and just the fact that it's just so prevalent with Chernobyl, it's just fucking terrible. Hmm. Uh, I, again, I would have been fine with with her plan just being, you know, like I hate people. Let's sick some monsters on them. Yeah, like ge- like a generic supervillain movie plot. I wouldn't have minded that. You know, it's yeah. not, it's it's something we've seen in kaiju media before with something like King Kong Escapes, or mm-hmm. or even Ever a Horror of the Deep. Hmm. I just. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it is needlessly complicated for no reason, and it just ruins. It's needlessly shit. complicated and, the reasoning, and insulting, and also is factually incorrect. Yes. and in, in antithesis to the entire series prior. So yeah, and yeah, God, it's for, a and, gigantic and, middle finger. Yeah, God and God for fucking bid, you bring this, you bring that aspect up to to you know casual fans. I've gotten okay boomered on this take. I've been called the R slur over this take. I've seen people, I have seen the take, and it's just horribly insulting. I've seen people give the take that the Japanese need to get over being nuked. And I'm wow, just like, wow, I have not seen that, but that's fucked up. I've seen it before, and I, I Holy just. shit. All right. You. You guys know I I hate to gatekeep, but if you're coming at uh, if you're coming at us with with that take, you do not deserve to be a Godzilla fan. I am not no. sorry for that. Get the fuck no. out of here with that bullshit. I am pretty sure I saw that on Reddit. Of course pretty it was sure. on Reddit. Of course it was on Reddit. Where else would it um, fucking be? That being said, though, I haven't seen that sentiment very. That's often. good. Good. Let's I've keep, seen it. I have seen it, it that definitely. Way. Definitely have seen it more than once, but not very much. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's just exhausting. Uh, this, this is movie, a very exhausting movie. <laughs> this movie has created some really exhausting discourse. It's ex- um, it's exhausting, but it, it's 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 a very frustrating movie because, by all accounts, we we should love this movie, you know. This movie should have been a slam dunk. It should have been, but it just went terribly wrong. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's the characters, the exposition, the absolute middle finger to the legacy of the series and the founding pillars it was built on. Yeah. I don't know how it all went wrong. I actually don't. I don't know. Um. I guess no one. No, no one gave anything a second thought. I guess that's the only thing I can no. think of. And I think that this is the big problem with having a Godzilla fan direct a movie, mm-hmm. because some Godzilla fans just 
are kind of tone deaf. Yeah. Very tone deaf. That's why you should give the next Godzilla movie to me. I'll, That's I'll, why... I'll do a good job. And I think I said this to you, all jokes aside, that my biggest problem with MonsterVerse in this movie specifically is that it is trying to be everything all at once. Yes. It's like every Godzilla movie at once. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work. It just doesn't. Yeah. And the problem is, is that it's Hollywood, so it always feels the need to be so fucking mega about everything. Right. And I, I, I think I messaged you about this, and I said that like it's just so aggravating where like Godzilla is just... Like, in 2014, I said that he, he seemed like an animal. Mm-hmm. And, like, the less screen time of him, the better, in my opinion, because then he's more, like, mysterious. Uh, but in this movie, he's in it so often, and it feels like he is just written to be cool. Yes. And it's just not. It, it does the opposite. Yeah. Uh, and he's you, just, they're you, just you like, said, he needs like... to be as powerful as possible, and it just doesn't fucking work. No, because it's it's having someone be all powerful is not interesting. It's it's not. Uh, and, and again, like we said, like Godzilla wins fights by eating punches, by just outlasting his opponent. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's always been. It just is. He's Ghidorah's usually always been more powerful than, than him, pound for pound at the start. Yeah. But then Godzilla just lasts longer. He just refuses to die. He's like Doom Guy. Yeah. Uh, but in this movie, it's just like Godzilla's just like, oh, he can do everything. Yeah, which is lame. It's so lame. And then you just have people latch onto it and be like, oh, this Godzilla's so cool. He could do everything. And it's just, I don't get it. Uh, yeah. I had That's... something I was gonna say, and I can't. I, I lost my train of thought. God damn it! It's... Terrible host. I don't remember. Terrible host. I'm trying to remember even like what my line of thinking was, and I'm having trouble. Fuck. Were you gonna mention the Goku problem? No, no. I think it was something directly related to the movie, but I can't okay. remember. Mm. Oh well. Um, well, that can be starting point. Nah, it's fine. I don't really know what else to talk about about the movie anymore. <laughs> I think we've covered yeah. all our bases. <laughs> I think we have, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's it for me. I mean, it's just it's, yeah. a, it's just an exhausting it's an exhausting movie. It's it, very frustrating. And you know, I'm you know again, I'm gonna go out and say like, if you like this movie, I'm glad. Yeah, more power to you. Absolutely, more power to you that that you can look past these flaws and you can enjoy it. Just but please, please I... don't go attacking people who don't like it like people did to me. Yeah, yeah people, there is a very large uh, sect of people who fucking love this movie and they will attack you if you don't. Yeah. And I, I think they're probably newer fans. Yeah. I'm, and not hey, saying that and hey. a, I'm not saying that is a bad thing, but uh, all the older fans that I know who have been with the series for a while, they're very welcoming. Yes. Uh, here's, here's, this is, um, more of a general piece of advice. Um, if someone doesn't like a movie that you like, don't call them the R slur. That's fucked up. (laughs) Don't do that in any, in, in any context. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty terrible. That's all I have to say. (laughs) 
Especially about a goddamn fucking movie. Especially about a fucking movie about giant monsters. Like, come on. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah. Especially a bad one. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, well, I think that, that concludes our conversation on Godzilla. Yeah. If, There's if, really not a lot to talk about. No, like, we've, I, I, like any, I said, I think, I think we've covered all our bases on this one. But I feel like we owe, we, you know, Dave and I owed a bit of an explanation as to why this movie just isn't it for us. Yeah. And again, we, we've done a lot of, we've done a lot of talking about it. We, yeah. And past. again, I, I, I no listen, no one is more disappointed that this movie was bad than us. We wanted to yeah. like this movie. We wanted to, the, we, to love this movie. This was the first we, time we, as, 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 as Western fans, we're getting to see a big budget version of King Ghidorah and Mothra and Rodan. Yeah. By all accounts, this should have been fucking incredible. We we waited with bated breath for the fucking trailers for this movie. Yeah. And let me say, we didn't even mention this. The first trailer for this movie is a fucking masterpiece. Holy it shit. It is like Better even the whole movie. Even like even if I wasn't a Godzilla fan. Like that trailer's I, I saw people everyone online being like, This is one of the greatest fucking trailers I've ever seen. Like I remember yeah. I think it was Ryan Johnson who said like whoever put Claire de Lune in that Godzilla trailer deserves a fucking promotion. Yeah, honestly, I agree. it's a fucking incredible trailer, and I wish that was the movie we had gotten. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it uh could have gone in a lot of different directions and it just went in the worst possible one. Yeah, yeah, it kind of did. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, like, we were both, I remember my initial reaction to this movie was good and then the more I saw it, the worse I felt. You know, I think, <laughs> thinking back to it, I think I may have been a little bit in denial when I first saw it. Oh, I was absolutely in denial. Because, like, I couldn't, like, I enjoyed it, but there was something about it that was nagging at me that I didn't like about it, but I could not, for the life of me, put my finger on why. Well, I can tell you exactly when I realized internally that this movie was not good, and yeah. that's when I had the urge to check my phone in the IMAX theater. Oh, I was like, because it was definitely, it was definitely with some of the exposition scenes, and I was like, I want to <laughs> check my phone. I want to check my and phone during this fucking Godzilla movie. That yeah, that's yeah, that's never and, a good sign. And then the more I saw it, the more I put together what I did not like about mm. it. And then eventually, I I like, I think it was on the second or third viewing where I realized the big big nuke problem yeah and i was like oh my god <laughs> all right we should we should cut this off now we're, this, it, we're gonna just keep going and i don't yeah. want to keep going it's it's like we're it's like a vietnam flashback <laughs> it is yeah that's our that's our nom flashbacks yeah. <laughs> all right well, everyone, your grandpa, your grandpa fought in Nam. Dave and I saw Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters uh, in theaters. Godzilla King of the Monsters in, in IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that the, like the night itself was fun because like I we got to, we went yeah. with a big group of people, and then we got food afterwards. We uh, did. Yeah. That was good food too. Some beers. We got some beers. Yeah. Um, the night. The night was good. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, the Godzilla fandom, you know, the people are one of the biggest parts. Of it. They're it was cool fun. people. Cool people. Um, all right. 
for fear of keeping on this topic, um, Brian, what new cool kaiju thing have you been checking out recently? And I know you well, actually have something for us this week. I do. And I am super excited to talk about it. I'm excited to hear uh, about it. So, uh, for anyone who didn't listen to the last episode, uh, dare I say one of uh, our best episodes. Nice. I, I would say our I, best, period. Yeah. I I mentioned in that episode that I had ordered the Godzilla coffee. And I got it. And I can confirm it is pretty good. Um, I have only had the Odo Island uh, brew. That's the dark roast, it's, right? It's the dark roast. Real good. I really liked it. Uh, I don't really, I'm not really a coffee snob, so like I don't really <laughs> have any buzzwords for you, but it was pretty good. Definitely the best coffee I have in my house at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, I'd say it was well worth the money. I haven't tried the other ones, the Rodan or King Ghidorah one, have not tried them, uh, but I imagine they're pretty good. All right. Uh, so I recommend it. If you like coffee, give it a shot. Um, I bought the $50 like three pack one and I'd say it's probably worth it uh, depending on how fast you drink coffee <laughs> because the bags are like not huge, but they're, I mean, are they like a typical, they're like the size of a typical bag of coffee grounds basically? Yeah. But yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, it's a, it actually probably is a pretty good value because they give you the coffee beans themselves mm. that you have to mix. So it actually, I, but all, you know yeah, I, I it think actually you might can, be worth. I think you can buy like whole bean or ground. I only got the option for the. Oh, interesting. I, I could have sworn I saw yep. that they had ground as well. Whatever. Well, fuck me. <laughs> I went out and I bought a coffee bean grinder for this specific purpose. Well, there you go. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Oh, well. But yes, it was real good. So I recommend it for sure. Nice. That's good. Uh, I My next thing on the list is to try the Godzilla hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know about that one. No, is it bad? No, no, not that I tried it. I just, the, because uh, they they got a bunch of them, and the Godzilla one, yeah. I got I to gotta look it up because the name of it is metal as fuck. Hold on. Oh, is it uh, too hot? Godzilla hot sauce. Uh, Godzilla Foods. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Godzilla one is called Doom Inevitable. Hell yeah. And let's I see. The heat, All right, heat level is 11. With a triple hit of the three hottest peppers in the world, this smoky hot sauce is the king of all condiments. Holy fucking shit. It's Carolina Reaper, Trinidad Moruga Scorpion, and Ghost Pepper. Oh my god, that's deadly. Yes, it is. <laughs> Holy shit. That one's also more expensive than the other ones. I wonder why. God damn. But the other Can ones... Can I get the one with... with uh, they, they have one with Baby Godzilla. They do. Godzilla it's it's, uh, it's Kawaii Kaiju. I want that one. It's... uh Hold on, let's see. I, sh I showed that bottle to Allie and she thought it was cute. It's Jalapeno Serrano with roasted garlic, which actually sounds pretty good. I, I mean, it seems pretty one. basic for a hot sauce, but it sounds pretty good. One of them had like well, pineapple in it. Well, I'm pretty basic, so was it the Mothra one that had pineapple? 
Yeah, it's yeah, Mothra is pineapple habanero, which sounds really interesting. Damn. I don't know if that'd be good like though. It. Probably. I mean, maybe not for maybe if you use it mixing in something else, I don't yeah. know. You can get the other one that's hot but not as hot, which is the Rodan one. Ooh. It's the I like fire me some Rodan. It's that 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 one's just a, a Trinidad scorpion. Hmm. I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try all the uh, all the rest of the coffees and I'll, yeah. I'll give updates. I'm I'm very as, uh, I'm very excited to hear about them. Yeah. Um. For sure. As for what I've been checking out, uh, I just just today uh, I finished rereading uh, Jeremy Robinson's Island Seven Thirty One, which uh, was re- then retroactively folded into his nemesis saga as kind of like uh like book number zero um it's about this group of uh of researchers on a boat and then they get caught in a storm and they wash up on an uncharted island that ends up being a uh secondary facility for japan's uh unit 731 project from world war ii that dealt with you know really uh, terrible uh, human experimentation, and there's a bunch of weird monsters. Like it's 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 kind of like a modern interpretation of like the island of Doctor Moreau, and it's yeah. really really cool. It's I, I I forgot how much I loved the book when I was reading it. I'm like, oh man, this is so good. I love this so much, and. Mm. I, I love it enough that it actually inspired me to start writing again, which I haven't written wow. any I haven't written anything in like well over ten years probably. So Dave, that's I forgot how you, know. you even knew how to write. I know, right? Oh my god. So yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you write anything. Yeah. So it's not really like it's not really kaiju related. I mean there's a character in the book named Kaiju. Who's interesting. She's she's like a one of the various experiments in the book, she's like a hybrid of like a human, a panther, a turtle, a polar bear, and I. She's a bunch of just like all the things on the island are like weird chimeras like that. It's really cool. How does, how does that work? I don't know. It's, it's, it's stuff. Experiments, Brian. Read the book. You'll find out. But it is okay. really, it is really, really good, and um, I'm excited to read the rest of the Nemesis saga because I've only read um, that and the first two books. But I'm planning on reading like all of them, including the ones that are like in the same universe but not directly related to it. So, yeah, uh, Island Seven Thirty One by Jeremy Robinson. It's very, very good. I think there's a comic series that I, I don't think ever got finished because it didn't sell well. But there are three issues of it, so it doesn't. But it sad, doesn't, yeah. Um, with art by Jeff Zorno, my, my our, our good good pal from the uh, Godzilla Ru- Rulers of Earth comics. Yes, but um, yeah, that's the cool new kaiju thing I've been checking out. So, mm-hmm. oh, I just realized that when you mentioned Jared, I forgot to say friend of the show. <laughs> well, you did friend it now. Show. It's fine. You, you... Oh yeah, <laughs> didn't miss it. All yeah, right, there you go. Cool. All right. Well, well that, I, I mean, I guess we're we're done. I guess we're done for 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 the day. Real. Yeah. Thus concludes our our conversation on Godzilla King of the Monsters and this episode. Yeah, I have no idea what we're gonna do next week. I don't know either. Um, well, 
we got time. We got two weeks to prepare. I know we've got something in the works for uh, our Christmas special. We do, which reminds me, I gotta fucking buy the movie. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta because I have yeah. a I have a link to it online, but it's in like fucking four eighty p, and I don't really want to watch it in four eighty p. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, until then, we'll uh, we'll be figuring it out. And if you have any. Uh, recommendations or ideas, yeah. uh, feel free to hit us up Absolutely. on Facebook, Twitter, or now Instagram page. Yeah, which is our Instagram page. More... Yeah, we're we're doing real well on Instagram. I'm I'm entirely more active on Instagram than any of yeah. our other socials. Um, you know, I'm posting. You know, you know, I'm. Uh, I hope this doesn't do our thing where it. Uh, makes you not be able to hear me but i'm gonna take a picture of recording right now just to post as a behind the scenes kind of thing <laughs> um, i can i can still hear you well for now let's see there we go cool picture taken new instagram post you you heard it here nice. first folks you're gonna all be on instagram everyone who 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 if if you if you at me on Instagram and said you heard this part in the podcast, I'll tag you in that picture retroactively. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah I'm posting stuff like that. You go back and edit the post. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm posting like collection stuff. I posted a video of uh, my new uh, Mondo Return of Godzilla vinyl I was listening to the other day, which is really, really nice. I'm, glad, I'm very glad I got that. Uh, yeah, so go follow us uh, on Twitter and Facebook at Talking Toku and Instagram at Talking Toku Official. And yep. I think that's, that's the one it. I landed on. Yeah. I think that's it yeah. then. Yeah, that's it for today's show. Yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed. Uh, please share with your friends if you think they like the, 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 the big monster stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Until yep. next time. And you too can become friends of the show. <laughs> oh my God. If we ever do a Patreon, that's got to be one of our tiers. It's going to be the tier. It's going to be, yeah, that's got to be our main tier. It's friend of the show. That has to be friend it. Of the show. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. All right. Well, All right. without further ado, I am David, your host, David Scrivani. That's me. That's my name. I'm... I'm Brian, your your other host, not co-host, because that means I'm lesser. Yeah. Yep. All, All right. right. Uh, bye. Good night. Enjoy. Have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. This. Uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know Eat if I'll have this. Out. I don't know if I'll have this out by Eat. Thanksgiving, but we'll see. Well, it's it's uh, uh, two days from Thanksgiving now, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I usually try to get these out by Friday, but. Well, we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Had, yeah. Hope you had a had a we good Thanksgiving. We hope you ate lots of food, but not too much because you don't want to gain weight. Well, it's Thanksgiving. Everyone gains weight on Thanksgiving. But you don't want to get uh, you don't want to get uh, uh, health related issues due to weight. Oh yeah, that, that's yeah, that's that's a different thing. But. So if you did gain weight, go to the gym. There you go. Cool. Okay. Goodbye, right. everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.